0: Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Bible in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's voice and live life through the lens of Scripture. The Bible in a Year podcast is brought to you by Ascension. Using the Great Adventure Bible Timeline, we'll read all the way from Genesis to Revelation, discovering how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. It is day 269. Well done, everyone. We're reading Ezra chapter 5 and 6, also three chapters from Zechariah, chapters 4, 5, and 6, also the book of Proverbs chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. As always, the Bible translation I'm reading from is the Revised Standard Version, 2nd Catholic Edition. I'm using the Great Adventure Bible from Ascension. If you want to download your own Bible in a Year reading plan, you can visit ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a Year. You can also subscribe to this podcast by clicking on subscribe, and then you'll be subscribed. That's all I have to say about that today, because it is day 269. We're reading Ezra 5 and 6, Zechariah 4, 5, and 6, and Proverbs chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. The Book of Ezra, Chapter 5 Restoration of the Temple Resumed Now the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Edo, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who is over them. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josedach, arose and began to rebuild the house of God which is in Jerusalem, and with them were the prophets of God helping them. At the same time, Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shathar Bozani, and their associates, came to them and spoke to them thus, Who gave you a decree to build this house and to finish this structure? They also asked them this, What are the names of the men who are building this building? But the eye of their God was upon the elders of the Jews, and they did not stop them till the report should reach Darius, and then answer be returned by letter concerning it. The copy of the letter which Tatani, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shathar Bozani and his associates, the governors who were in the province beyond the river, sent to Darius the king. They sent him a report in which was written as follows. To Darius the king, all peace. Be it known to the king that we went to the province of Judah, to the house of the great God. It is being built with huge stones and timber is laid in the walls. This work goes on diligently and prospers in their hands. Then we asked those elders and spoke to them thus, who gave you a decree to build this house and to finish this structure? We also asked them their names for your information that we might write down the names of the men at their head. And this was their reply to us. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth and we are rebuilding the house that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and finished. But because our fathers had angered the God of heaven, he gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this house and carried away the people to Babylonia. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, Cyrus the king made a decree that this house of God should be rebuilt. And the gold and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple that was in Jerusalem and brought into the temple of Babylon, these Cyrus the king took out of the temple of Babylon, and they were delivered to one whose name was Sheshbazar, whom he had made governor. And he said to him, "'Take these vessels.' Go, and put them in the temple which is in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt on its site. Then this Sheshbazar came and laid the foundations of the house of God which is in Jerusalem, and from that time until now it has been in building, and it is not yet finished. Therefore, if it seem good to the king, let search be made in the royal archives there in Babylon, to see whether a decree was issued by Cyrus the king for the rebuilding of this house of God in Jerusalem, and let the king send us his pleasure in this matter. Chapter 6, The Decree of Darius Then Darius the king made a decree, and search was made in Babylonia, in the house of the archives where the documents were stored. And at Ekbatana, the capital which is in the province of Medea, a scroll was found on which this was written, a record. In the first year of Cyrus the king, Cyrus the king issued a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem, Let the house be rebuilt, the place where sacrifices are offered and burnt offerings are brought. Its height shall be 60 cubits, and its breadth 60 cubits, with three courses of great stones and one course of timber. Let the cost be paid from the royal treasury, and also let the gold and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took out of the temple that is in Jerusalem, and brought to Babylon, be restored, and brought back to the temple which is in Jerusalem, each to its place. You shall put them in the house of God. Now therefore, Tatanai, governor of the province beyond the river, Shathar Bozanai, and your associates, the governors, who are in the province beyond the river, keep away. Let the work on this house of God alone, let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews rebuild this house of God on its site. Moreover, I make a decree regarding what you shall do for these elders of the Jews for the rebuilding of this house of God. The cost is to be paid to these men in full and without delay from the royal revenue, the tribute of the province from beyond the river. And whatever is needed, young bulls, rams, or sheep for burnt offerings to the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, or oil, as the priests at Jerusalem require, let that be given to them day by day without fail, that they may offer pleasing sacrifices to the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and his sons. Also, I make a decree that if anyone alters this edict, a beam shall be pulled out of his house, and he shall be impaled upon it, and his house shall be made a dunghill. May the God who has caused his name to dwell there overthrow any king or people that shall put forth a hand to alter this or to destroy this house of God which is in Jerusalem. I, Darius, make a decree. Let it be done with all diligence. Completion and Dedication of the Temple Then, according to the word sent by Darius the king, Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, Shathar and their associates did with all diligence what Darius the king had ordered, And the elders of the Jews built and prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo. They finished their building by command of the God of Israel and by decree of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes king of Persia. And this house was finished on the third day of the month of Adar in the sixth year of the reign of Darius the king. And the sons of Israel, the priests and the Levites and the rest of the returned exiles celebrated the dedication of this house of God with joy. They offered at the dedication of this house of God 100 bulls, 200 rams, 400 lambs, and as a sin offering for all Israel, 12 he goats, according to the number of the tribes of Israel. And they set the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their courses for the service of God at Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. The Passover is celebrated. On the 14th day of the first month, the returned exiles kept the Passover. For the priests and the Levites had purified themselves together All of them were clean. So they killed the Passover lamb for all the returned exiles, for their fellow priests and for themselves. It was eaten by the sons of Israel who had returned from exile and also by everyone who had joined them and separated himself from the pollutions of the peoples of the land to worship the Lord, the God of Israel. And they kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. For the Lord had made them joyful and had turned the heart of the king of Assyria to them so that he aided them in the work of the house of God the God of Israel. The Book of Zechariah, Chapter 4 Fifth Vision The Lampstand and Olive Trees And the angel who talked with me came again and waked me, like a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, What do you see? I said, I see, and behold, a lampstand all of gold, with a bowl on the top of it, and seven lamps on it, with seven lips on each of the lamps which are on top of it. And there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. And I said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered me, Do you not know what these are? I said, No, my lord. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain." And he shall bring forward the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven are the eyes of the Lord, which range through the whole earth. Then I said to him, what are these two olive trees on the right and the left of the lampstand? And the second time I said to him, what are these two branches of the olive trees, which are beside the two golden pipes from which the oil is poured out? He said to me, do you not know what these are? I said, no, my Lord. Then he said, these are the two anointed who stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Chapter 5, Sixth Vision, The Flying Scroll Again, I lifted my eyes and saw, and behold, a flying scroll. And he said to me, What do you see? I answered, I see a flying scroll. Its length is 20 cubits, and its breadth 10 cubits. Then he said to me, This is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole land, for everyone who steals shall be cut off henceforth according to it, and everyone who swears falsely shall be cut off henceforth according to it. I will send it forth, says the Lord of hosts. And it shall enter the house of the thief, and the house of him who swears falsely by my name, and it shall abide in his house, and consume it, both timber and stones. Seventh vision The woman in an ephah. Then the angel who talked with me came forward and said to me, Lift your eyes, and see what this is that goes forth. And I said, What is it? He said, This is the ephah that goes forth. And he said, This is their iniquity in all the land. And behold, the leaden cover was lifted and there was a woman sitting in the ephah. And he said, this is wickedness. And he thrust her back into the ephah and thrust down the leaden weight upon its mouth. Then I lifted my eyes and saw and behold, two women coming forward. The wind was in their wings. They had wings like the wings of a stork. And they lifted up the ephah between earth and heaven. Then I said to the angel who talked with me, where are they taking the ephah? He said to me, to the land of Shinar to build a house for it. And when this is prepared, they will set the ephah down there on its base. Chapter 6, Eighth Vision, Four Chariots And again, I lifted my eyes and saw, and behold, four chariots came out from between two mountains, and the mountains were mountains of bronze. The first chariot had red horses, the second black horses, the third white horses, and the fourth chariot dappled gray horses. Then I said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my lord? And the angel answered me, These are going forth to the four winds of heaven after presenting themselves before the Lord of all the earth. The chariot with the black horses goes toward the north country, the white ones go toward the west country, and the dappled ones go toward the south country. When the steeds came out, they were impatient to get off and patrol the earth. And he said, Go, patrol the earth. So they patrolled the earth. Then he cried to me, Behold, those who go toward the north country have set my spirit at rest in the north country. The crown and the branch. And the word of the Lord came to me. Take from the exiles Heldai, Tobijah, and Jediah, who have arrived from Babylon, and go the same day to the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. Take from them silver and gold and make a crown and set it upon the head of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and say to him, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, for he shall grow up in his place and he shall build the temple of the Lord. It is he who shall build the temple of the Lord and shall bear royal honor and shall sit and rule upon his throne. And there shall be a priest by his throne and peaceful understanding shall be between them both. And the crown shall be in the temple of the Lord as a reminder to Heldai, Tobijah, Jediah and Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. And those who are far off shall come and help to build the temple of the Lord. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And this shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. The book of Proverbs chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. A king who sits on the throne of judgment winnows all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I am pure from my sin? Diverse weights and diverse measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Even a child makes himself known by his acts, whether what he does is pure and right. Father in heaven, we give you praise and glory. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you for once again speaking to us um, through the prophet Zechariah, as well as revealing to us your plan and your will through the writings of Ezra. We thank you and we give you, just give you our thanks. Yeah, we thank you and give you our thanks to be redundant because we just, you are a good God. And this day, every day, we want to begin the day with praise. We want to begin our prayer whenever we approach you to let Judah go up first, to let praise go up first. And whether we're we're praying these words and letting your words speak to us at the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, or the end of the day, no matter what time, Lord God, right now is the time to give you praise. So please, in the name of Jesus Christ, your son, receive our praise, receive our thanksgiving, and receive our very hearts in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Um, gosh, Proverbs chapter 20, I really, they're all great, of course, duh. But verse 11 is just notable. They're all notable. Even a child makes himself known by his acts, whether what he does is pure and right. And isn't that just the, the truth is we can claim to believe x y and z but if we really want to know what a person believes we see how they act if we we can say you know a person presents themselves as being virtuous or they present themselves as being vicious but what we how we get to know them how we truly know what's in a person's heart which of course we can't because no one can know a person's heart fully but what's in our heart is most often revealed most clearly revealed by our actions also by our words It's so interesting uh, that Jesus uh, says, from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. And also from the fullness of the heart, one acts. And we realize that that our actions are often this incredible reflection or revelation, really, of what is in our hearts already. And so, yeah, just a little note on the book of Proverbs. Uh, But for Ezra, today we went through a couple chapters, right? Five and six. We have a couple different things to note. One is that in chapter four, the rebuilding of the temple was put on hold. And in chapter five, it's resumed. Why is it resumed? Well, this is where we have this incredible confluence in the coming together of the book of Ezra, as well as the books of the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, because chapter five begins with, now the prophets Haggai and Zechariah prophesied to the Jews who were in Jerusalem and Judah, that basically go start rebuilding and prophets of God were helping them. And of course, the officials, the people in charge, people have something to lose. They basically say, who gave you permission to rebuild this structure? And this is the genius. This is the beauty because we already had Artaxerxes. We already had Ahasuerus. We forgot, they forgot that there was a guy named Cyrus back in the day. And Cyrus wrote a letter when he sent the people of Israel, the Jewish people back to the Holy Land. He sent them with very, very clear instructions. And I just think for those of you who your job is to be in the details. Your job is to be in the woods, in, sorry, in the weeds. Your job is, is, is all about sorting files and making sure those files are not only sorted, but also filed. That's why they call them files. And to, to keeping track of records. And you say, I'm just a cog in the bureaucracy. This is the most amazing thing. As the rebuilding of the temple, rebuilding of the walls of that's going to happen ultimately, of the house of God, basically, um, is challenged. How does King Darius know how to act well, the people of Israel, the Jewish people say, you know, King Cyrus, he wrote down what we needed and he wrote down what his intention was in sending us back to Israel, back to Judah and Jerusalem. And they were able to find the scroll. I mean, think about how crazy this is. In Akbatana, they found the scroll from King Cyrus that said, here is what I decree, send them back and also pay for all of it. And okay, again, once again, if you're someone who you hate the fact that you have to be stuck in the minutia, you have to read every fine line, you have to dot and file and cross every T and all these kind of pieces, thanks be to God, because this is a bureaucracy at its finest, where you have a Babylon, you have Persia, you have th- these kingdoms that had people who did the work that you do. <laughs> and, and this is, makes all the difference in the lives of the people, the Jewish people. Because they someone kept the records, because someone filed them away, because they were able to find that record, and because they were able to read it, Darius not only said, yep, keep on rebuilding, like Cyrus said, but also, we are going to fund this. And you just think, what an incredible, incredible gift. After it gets done in a few years, The Passover is celebrated and they just, as it says in chapter six, verse 22, they kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy for the Lord had made them joyful and had turned the heart of the king of Assyria to them so that he aided them in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. And just what an awesome thing. Now, tomorrow, Ezra is going to show up and he's going to do even more stuff. He hasn't really been part of the story yet, but chapter seven and beyond, he's going to make an appearance and he's going to help the people of Israel in a significant way. But we also have Zechariah, right? The prophet. And Zechariah, he keeps having his visions. We're, we're pretty deep in the, in the middle of these eight visions. We've got um, the fifth vision and the lampstand of the olive trees. And in this, the branch is a code. The branch is meant to signify or indicate this guy named Zerubbabel, which is really difficult to say. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the hardest name I think we've come across is those two bees back-to-back, uh, Zerubbabel. And one of the things that happens is in chapter four, verse 10, it says, For whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel. And there's something about this that just, you know, it's very easy to get discouraged by what looks like no movement in our lives. It can be really really easy to be discouraged by what seems like my life is insignificant. It's just day after day of stacking one little pebble upon the next. I'm moving one rock from the end of the, the, the field to the other end of the field. And it just seems like drudgery. It just seems like I'm doing nothing. It's the days of small things. And yet we don't despise the day of small things because at some point you rejoice and you see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel because all those small movements, you coming back to Jerusalem, you beginning the, to build your house, to beginning to rebuild the Lord's house, All these small things, it seems like nothing's happening. 20 years later, here this is basically 20 years later, after we've already come back and there's no temple yet, all of a sudden, here comes the Lord who raises up the branch, who raises up Zerubbabel, and now you have a temple. And it's an invitation for all of us to not despise the day of small things, to not despise the fact that uh, most of our lives are made up of small things, and that's just pretty remarkable. Speaking of the branch... There is a section in chapter six called the crown and the branch. And what happens is from the exiles, Heldai, Tobijah, and Jediah, um, take gold and silver, make a crown. And you'd think that you'd take the gold and silver, make a crown, and set it on the head of Zerubbabel because he's the one who's leading the people. But instead it says, set it upon the head of Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Why would you do this? Well, you wouldn't do this if you're looking for a, a strictly human reason for doing this. You would do this if this was a prophecy of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the high priest, right? He's the priest of priests. He's the high priest. He's the great priest who is crowned as king as well. And so in crowning Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat, also we recognize that the name Joshua, Yeshua, is the name of Jesus. And so all these connections of this foreshadowing, this prophecy, this, this, this type of Jesus to come, which is the great king, Who's crowned? He is the king of peace. He is the lord of lords. And he's also the great high priest. It makes sense. Yes, on a human level, crown Zerubbabel. He's the one who did all this stuff. But no, on a spiritual level, we, we realize that God is revealing something in crowning Yeshua, the son of Jehosadak, the high priest. He is the high priest who is also king, just like Jesus is the high priest who is also king. So, kind of a neat, neato finito kind of a situation right there. Oh, man, what a gift to be able to journey with you. I'm so grateful for this community. Um, I know that sometimes knowing that other people are listening helps you press play, helps you listen, helps you let the word of God wash over you. And I got to tell you, uh, knowing that you're here, knowing that you're joining me with this helps me. I'm grateful because without you, um, probably wouldn't do this. You know, without you, I might've gotten stuck way back in day, whatever day 30, but here we are on day 269, just grateful to the Lord and grateful for each other. So let's Praise the Lord and pray to God for each other. I am praying for you. Please pray for me. My name is Father Mike. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless.